I figured you'd see Tennant today. Yeah, yeah. And I might, I see, yeah. I see they've got, I was just looking actually, they've got loads of performances. So, I mean, I might go and watch it tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. You, you might, you might need to see it a couple of times. Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that is now 100%, 100% back in the cinema. Yes, my name is Tozin and I am your host based up in Coventry in the Midlands. Joining me as always on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hiya. Yes, yes, you guys on the Isle of Wight, I believe that uh, actually I've re- I think I sent you guys an email and I've actually received um I received confirmation from a friend of mine who does costumes today that there is actually a big production filming on the Isle of Wight at the moment. Oh. Have you, have you guys heard anything oh, start, about this? It started already. Yeah, um it was on Facebook, I think. Yeah, and yeah. um the the, the 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 one you sent me, I I haven't actually I've looked at it and I've taken a full photo of me and looked at the so and I've, I've passed it on to a few people, so there might be a few people that will try for it on the island. So. Yeah, this is something starring starring Jared Harris and Kush Jumbo. Oh, yes, yes. So Jared Harris, he who was who will probably be best. Well, he was in he was in Chernobyl. Yeah, Chernobyl. Richard Harris's son. He was in Chernobyl. Um, he started uh, he started as King George the Sixth in The Crown. Um, and Kush Jumbo, who's in The Good Wife and The Good Fight, apparently they're in it. And I, I had somebody today telling me, oh, yeah, 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 I was, fitting a, I was fitting him some trousers. I was fitting some trousers on Richard Harris. They're really, really sheer. You can see everything. So, uh. <laughs> so yeah, I have, I have my spies on their sets to try to figure out what's <laughs> going on. But, yes, but, yeah, um, we are all back at the cinema because I went along yesterday in the Odeon, the Odeon Lux in Nuneaton had reopened, and I went along and I saw the big film that is going to get us all back into the cinemas, if we can understand it, Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the film Tenet, and um, yes, and it was it was quite interesting. Like you know, you were talking about your experience of going to the cinema, uh, Sharon. Uh, you were yes, about- crunching and yeah people around me yeah yeah well I, no not even that i feel i think that sydney world from what you said sydney world seemed to have stricter sort of things than odeon does because when i got to odeon all that had to, all that happened was that there was somebody there waiting at the door who asked you to please hand sanitize so you, you so you went and you actually used the hand sanitizer it was all touchless it was quite nice and they actually have masks so if you show up to the cinema without a mask they'll give you one. Oh, <laughs> oh, right wow. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a bonus. Yeah, if you show to the cinema, with that, they'll give you one. You still have to go and pick up your ticket from the um, from the ticket machines. So you book it online, but you go to the ticket machines to pick up a ticket. You can go do the food, but I never do the food, so I didn't go see what they have. But they said that they only have prepackaged food, so there's no open popcorn or anything like that. The, okay. They, uh, they're pretty good in that the 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 cinema is a, is an Odeon Lux. And the in the Odeon Lux ones, they they're pretty essentially. If you sit in one row, the people in the row in front of you and the people in the row behind you are about two meters away anyway. So oh, so it's like the deluxe cinema in exactly. at Newport that you're familiar with. That sort of layout. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a yeah, like the deluxe screen, like the deluxe screen. So every yeah. every seat in this place reclines. Every seat is made out of some sort of like faux leather thing. So it's actually pretty good. 
And the the only the the only hairy moment I had was once when I was sat down there getting ready for the film, and um a man and a uh, a man and a woman came in and they couldn't find their seats and then they stood f- beside me for probably about it was probably about twenty seconds and they stood not that far from me and I was just so, I just sat up in my seat and just gave them the look I was like don't go away <laughs> I was like don't <laughs> you dare it's like don't uh. stand so close to me and then eventually, yeah. eventually, <laughs> and eventually they were like they were like oh okay oh, sorry sorry and they moved away and I was like okay fine fine okay, fine this is just good. go away this the one thing good. I didn't notice if they had because I, I don't know if you know but the Isle of Wight is re- is testing a new track and trace app with the NHS yep yep, yep. I've, I've seen and, that. Um, there's a Q, you, there's a thing on it, unlike the last one. This one, you have a QR code that you can scan. And at different premises, when you go in, you can scan and you can basically check yourself in on the ah, app. Ah, that's a good but idea. I didn't know, I didn't find the QR code for Cineworld, so they might have one now. But we've got one at my church, so we can scan ourselves <laughs> in when we walk in the door. And um, you're all, you know, booked in on the app. But I don't yeah. know if there is one at Cineworld yet, but I didn't see it if there was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice anything like that audio, but then again, we don't have the tracking app here, so it wouldn't it wouldn't make any difference. So, so there's that, and I have to say, I have to say, because I was going to the cinema, and it started re- throughout this lockdown. It's become a bit clearer to me how much time it takes to watch a film at the cinema because I was like, I have all this time, I can yeah. do all these other things now, and I was and I was going to the cinema, going, oh, I don't know, it's going to take quite a bit of while, and. But they, you know how all they all have this. They have the they have this Odeon intro where they had like a massive, the just the O, the Odeon O, yeah. and it sort of like goes like and goes into the screen, <laughs> and then the the sound kicks in. And I have to admit, underneath my mask, I had a massive smile on my face. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I had a, absolutely, but I was like, oh my god, it's back, it is back. So yes, yes, there is something about the cinema experience. So. We are going to talk about, we have, um, for, for Netflix Cinema, for those of you who haven't listened to the show before and wondering what on earth we talk about, we, now again, now we can do it again, we can go along to the cinema, watch a couple of things, watch a couple of things at home, rate them all out of five, take the average and we'll say who has won this week, where has our money been better spent, has it been in Netflix or has it been in cinema? And uh, this week, obviously, we have the big thing, the big thing that everybody's expecting to get us back into cinemas, Tenet. Sean, you went to see Spree. I went to see Spree so that we would have another another cinema thing to talk about. Hello, yeah, thank you very much for that. You are a, you are a soldier. You are a, <laughs> you're a good soldier. We, lo- we like you around here. <laughs> we'll, probably, and, we'll probably do that first to get it out of the way if we can. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. We have to start with Tenet. There's, there's no two ways about it. We have to start with Tenet. So, but, uh, the, the, thing is, the thing is, I might be a bit limited on time. That's the, that's, okay, that's yeah. the trouble with me. So. No, no, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll give you, we'll give you plenty of time. We're, we're going to do this in... We're going to do this in seven minutes. So, okay, let's kick off. I'll, okay, I'm the only one who's seen okay. Tenet. Right, okay then. We're going to do this seven minutes. And this might be easy or it might be hard because this is a film that is hard to say anything about. Not just because not just because you don't want to spoil it, but because it's a kind of film that I think you would struggle to spoil because it's hard to understand what the heck is going on. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's, it's really, really hard to understand what the heck is going on. And so what I did is I just wrote down, I came up from the cinema last night and I made a couple of notes that just, just to sort of like say, okay, what can I say about this? Number one, the music. The opening sequence has this sort of like pulsing music that I kind of love. It's a bit reminiscent of the music they used in Dunkirk. And I was like, that is great. Okay. And, and the way I, I got back and when I got back home, the first thing I wrote about Tenet was, okay, my head hurts. 
on <laughs> Facebook. That's just what I said. And people were like, why? What, what? Tell us, what is, what is it about? What's, what's that it about? And the, the closest thing that I can describe this film as is like, you know, the Rubik's Cube. You know, the Rubik's yep. Cube was yep. big in the 80s. And there were some people who would take a Rubik's Cube and they hate the Rubik's Cube because they try it for <laughs> like a minute. They can't figure it out. They throw it in the bin. They're never going to see it again. And there's some people who look at a Rubik's Cube and go, you know what? It's a challenge. I'm going to figure this thing out. And they will stay there and they will get years of enjoyment out of a Rubik's Cube because they stay to figure it out. Tenet is a Rubik's Cube of a film. There are going to be people who are going to be in there and after half an hour will give up. They, they will say, can't be bothered with this. This is a bunch of rubbish and will walk out. And there's going to be people, this is a film that people are going to be talking about or having conspiracy theories about for 10 years after this film has been released. Oh, wow. Because it, this, this is, it's like Christopher Nolan. You know how some people complained and said Inception was too complicated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inception is kindergarten compared to this film. Inception. Oh, wow. Inception is a straightforward, rollicking Sunday afternoon yarn compared to this film. <laughs> this film is okay. It, it's kind of it's kind of like it, it's almost as if he has taken all a lot of the different things that his preoccupations, like you know, in Memento, in Memento, his first or not his first one, but his second film, but is the one that really announced him to the world. He has this two timeline thing going on where half the mm -hmm. film is going forward and half the film is going backward. He kind of has yeah. that in Tenet, but it's all happening at the same time. And it's... It, it, uh, so, as you can see, it's, it's... This might sound like spoilers, but trust me, you haven't seen anything yet. You haven't... This... And people have always... Well, you get that in the trailer. The trailer does indicate that some things are going backwards in time because they do say up front, don't they? That yeah. You're not... You're not something... That, well, they're, shoot, they're shooting bullets, aren't they? And he says, you're not... What is it? You're not... This, you're catching the bullets. You're not firing the bullets. You're catching them. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's when my mind went. Ooh. That is just the beginning, ah. Sharon. Wait till you see the rest of the film. <laughs> Wait till you see the rest of the film. There will be smoke coming out of your ears while you're trying to come. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it. Honestly, it's it's a kind of. I was sitting out here. and was going. Is this making sense? I don't know. I, I don't actually know if this makes sense. Like, sure, sure you, you know you know your whole thing about, oh, I like the film, it made sense, all that kind of stuff. Yep. This yeah, is yeah, the film yeah. where, where you're watching it, you're like, I'm not sure it's making sense, but it's Christopher Nolan and his stuff usually makes sense. I, like, for, <laughs> for, instance, for instance, you couldn't make this film as a first-time movie maker. The only reason you can make this film is because this guy has a reputation and people are willing to sort of like go, well, it's Christopher Nolan. He usually does good stuff. Yeah. Therefore, we'll stick with it. I'm sure there's something coming up. <laughs> it's the kind of film that, and there's even a bit in the film where someone has a blackboard and is trying to explain what they're going to do and all the different jumpy things that they're going to do with the central concept of time and all that. And you're like, this, I don't understand what the heck's going on. You need to have, you need to go in with your own notebook. You need to go in with your own blackboard. You're going to end up with like, you know, when you have a wall in all these sort of films. A crime somebody, wall. The crime wall of somebody trying <laughs> yeah, to catch a these... serial killer with all bits of string attaching. So if that happens there, then <laughs> yeah. that's what you need to try and make heads or tails of what is going on in this film. But at oh, the wow. same time, it is really, really fun. Like there are... Oh. It's got, it, is, it has got the set pieces. It has got the whole kind of stuff. And it, there's a kind of film that every single time you think you've got a handle on what the hell's going on, somebody says something else or something else happens. And you're like, what? Oh, good Lord, I've got to go back to the drawing board. So if that happens, I think this happens and all that. 
it's a film that is going to need multiple viewings to understand what the heck is going on. And but and I know people have often said that Nolan is like a Bond fan, and he makes. But this film, it is the most Bond film. Is the most Bond movie I have seen in ages. It is. It is structured like a Bond movie. It, it pretty much has a pre-credit sequence. Then it has something happens. And then it has a bit where they pretty much go to like a Q lab. And then it has going all around the world to different places to try and stop the world ending. It has all of that. It is a Bond film with added, added timey-wimey physics stuff on, on wow. top of it. Wow. Yeah. And it, it's, so I think all of this was interstellar. He went into physics. This, he goes, even, even, he goes in even more. Memento, he messed with time. This, he does it even more. Inception was all like high concept. This, he does it even more. This is the most Christopher Nolan of Christopher Nolan films that we've had. And I think with that, I'm going to stop. I've been, I have been trying to fight all evening going, was it good? Was it bad? Can I call it bad if I didn't understand what was going on? Because, because I, I think it makes sense. But my God, I got lost. I got so lost in what was going on. And you, you sit down for ages after watching this film going, hang on. So does that mean that when that happens, that also, no, but come on, but that would have meant to mean that that would, but no, but it's, it's a massive, massive Rubik's cube of a film. And that is why I'm struggling to give it a rating. <laughs> I think it's either a three or a four. A short, sorry, Sean, you were going to say. Yeah, no, no, I just wondered, well, you, you know, yeah, it'd be interesting three or four. Perhaps you should, perhaps you should see it again fairly soon. Uh, to be honest with you, I think I think I'm going to have to see it again. I'm going to have okay. to see it again, and this time, as I said, with a notepad. With uh, ideally, I would have to. I, would, I want a, co- a copy of it that I can pause because then once they, once they say a line, I can, can pause make... it, and also with subtitles, so I can be I can be sure exactly what it is that they're saying because this is a film that yeah, needs yeah. to be studied to actually figure out what the heck is going on. I think at the moment I'm going to give it a three. Cool. I think I'm going to give it a three because it is like as a friend, Peter Jenkins, he saw it as well. And he said he found it hard to get into because he was just kind of frustrated because he couldn't understand what was going on. And it is a bit cold, which is a very Nolan thing to have a very, very cold film where you don't necessarily have an emotional attachment to anything. So I would give it a, a three. It is impressive in bits. Some of the set pieces are there's one particular fight that... Uh, never mind. But anyway, I'll give it a three. Uh, but let's move on. 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 So <laughs> now, say, time is fleeting. Time is fleeting. Sean has to get moving. Yes. So, Sean, we're going to go to Netflix now. Are you going to tell us about Yummy? Okay. Tell us a little bit about what, what I can is tell you a little bit about Yummy. Okay, Yummy. It's this Belgian um, Belgian film. It's a zombie film. So it's Ooh. in the zombie genre. So, yeah. Um, and, I mean, it is in, in Flemish or Dutch. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's Flemish because it's like Dutch, French. Um, yeah. with a bit of English smattered in there. And basically, um, these people, they go into like a plastic surgery place for ones for, for breast reduction. She's going for breast reduction and she's got a mother who's going for a, uh, a, a sort of nose jobby. And they got a, a bit of a dorky boyfriend who goes along and they go to this hospital and, of course, they, the, the man faints because he hates blood. He's, he's got like a doctorship, but he hates blood. And, he, and so they put him in this room and, of course, he sees this person sort of tied down and flashing about and and then it just turns into uh, well into mayhem really and there's lots of lots of gushing blood lots of zombie stuff you know nothing nothing really new zombie style just major blood and and some sort of i don't know interesting characters i suppose i, I think it's a humor you know it's, it's, there's there's a lot of humor in it and uh, okay. 
so it's, a, it's like a funny zombie flick, really. Uh, I wouldn't say it was um, particularly anything new. I would not. I would not. I seriously wouldn't think it's anything new. It's, it's all the zombie tropes with um, a lot more blood, you know, like if people people getting bitten and, you know, four, loads of zombies falling on people and, yeah, um, yeah. you know, biting them. And, uh, yeah, so so <laughs> basically I suppose, I suppose the, the, the humour works and, um, you know, it's... You, it doesn't feel like real gore as well. It's like, you know, so when there's like loads of blood, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't really look or, like or does it look blood. like or CGI blood or something? Yeah, yeah. It just looks like blood for blood's sake. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, just gotcha. like, like those Japanese, you know, those Japanese films where it goes. Oh, where, the, where there's fountains. Somebody gets cut sprayed. and there's fountains yeah, yeah, yeah. And sprayed and everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and as I say, I so I would class this as a comedy zombie film, which, which, comedy zombie films i guess is a bit like yeah what's that simon pegg one simon pegg did Shaun one, of the dead. Always done a couple of, that's the it, dead. Yeah. sounds a yeah, bit like so... one i saw which was attack of the lederhosen zombies <laughs> oh wow yeah i i, 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 I <laughs> that's a great title isn't it what a great <laughs> title that is um so yeah so it's, it's the case of uh i don't know really i don't know what, what i could say much about this um so i would say that i'd i mean I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. It was short enough. It was just like a, a ninety-minute zombie flick with a load of blood and, you know, this this exaggeration of this girl's boobies, like, and you know, because obviously she she done, you know, get them done or whatever. But obviously, like, every, so yeah. So it's um, yeah, strange strange old film, but quite interesting being that it was in a different language, you know, with yeah. subtitles. So, but nothing really really new so but I, I, I would probably still give it a three star i think okay. i'd probably give this one a three star all right so zombies zombies with a flemish accent so yes <laughs> so all right cool good stuff and um so i th- um, because of because of time um that's a three star you're happy with yummy and now we go over star, to the, yeah we go back over to cinema and we go to cinema and we see the other film that sean saw in the cinema <laughs> Which is which? Which this was you being a good, this was you 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 being a good soldier. Going, you know what? We need to talk about something on the podcast. We know we're definitely going to talk about Tenet. We need something else in the cinemas. The slim pickings. We'll go see Spree. So you went you went to see Spree, and from what I understand, oh, hang on a second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hang on a second. I just got. Yep. Yeah, no. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So this one we saw. Um. Yeah. So this this was the one I saw at the cinema. I thought I'd take take one on the chin, take one for the boys, you know, <laughs> take, take one and girls. Sorry, sorry, sorry I don't want to say. Take one for the people for the podcast. And I went to see this spree. And I, I did ask. We got a friend called Jonathan. You know, Happy John. And oh, I yeah, asked Happy him. John, yeah. He goes, "No, I really don't want to see that." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and I think I even. I mean, I was the only one in the cinema. And I think I, I think I even texted him. Yes, you were right. You wouldn't like to see this. <laughs> anyway, basically, it's a story of I, I guess this spree. It's like an Uber car, you know, an Uber car. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Got this young young driver who wants to get loads of followers, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to do the, um, you know, Chris's Chris's blog sort of thing." And he's so a lot of it is is on mobile phones, and um, and he's got like about three people that watch him. Um, yeah. So he, but what he does, he sort of as this shows him how to do. Basically, the, the passengers he drugs the passengers and then does. You never really know what he does with them, but obviously he, he disposes of them in some way. But you never actually yeah. see that. But he's still not getting any followers. So he, he, 
he's got a friend who's who's got a lot of followers, and he goes and kills his friend who's got a load of. Um, so basically, this is a. I mean, what you what you could you say is about. Have you ever seen that Black Mirror episode where, you know, they don't want, she wants the likes? You know? Yes, yes, knows where the likes. So, you Nose know, like so, yeah, yeah. With Bryce Dallas That's Howard, it. yeah. Brilliant, brilliant one that is. Well, it's a bit like this. He wants followers, so he becomes more and more extreme in some of the things he does. Yeah. And then, oh, well, uh, I mean, it's just silly. There's loads, and uh, there's loads of sort of split screen with with phone saying, "What's he doing?" You know, oh, this guy's sick. So you, you're trying to look at like all the messages that are coming up of of, of being followed, and um, yeah. So it was. I, so- I, I really. So I was so close. I was really, really so close to, to getting up and walking out. In fact, and then I, I, you know, I got up and I walked to the aisle and I thought, no, don't do it, Sean, don't do it. You've only, you know, you don't do this. You don't do this. You've got to stick it out to the end. And I stuck it out to the end. And yeah, so, I mean, it was, it was dire. This is, this is, I mean, I seriously don't even know if I could rate this one, Toast. I seriously don't even know if I could rate this. <laughs> So, so this, so I'll give this a one, just purely. Yeah, as I said, as I said, you are a trooper. <laughs> you absolutely... see, this is a film that before would have just dis- would have had like one week and disappeared. It w- it's yeah. just because of the times we are in that it is still. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't up think the screen. I mean... so, no, but to be honest with you, I think this is the one week that it's going to have. Even even though there's nothing else on, I think this is the one week that Spree is going to have because it's it sounds like it's trying to be like you know a serial killer movie, but for the new generation, and it's trying to do something like you know, ooh, what does social media do? And like what you said in the in the Black Mirror episode, nosedive. Like, uh, like what is this constant? To what extent do people go? to get recognition yeah. or to get likes or yeah. to get attention and, and it sounds like it, it, it has an interesting concept at the center of it but it seems like it, it was shown i mean correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like it goes a little bit too teenage movie like a little yeah, bit definitely 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 yeah, yeah de- definitely for for teenagery sort of people you know not 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 for me you know what i mean <laughs> I, I definitely i was like I was like, oh yeah, right, okay. And I was trying to read some of the comments, which were like, "What was this guy doing?" Emoji, 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 and all this sort of stuff all coming out <laughs> on the screen. And I'm like, oh my god. But yeah, so it's about being popular. Maybe it's a social commentary. I don't know. I, I think, Maybe I it's think, a social commentary. I think it's supposed to be a social commentary. But it's funny that you said that about that because I had some friends, some friends who don't own a TV and they don't watch that much TV. But they were in a they were in a hotel recently, so they decided to watch some TV. And they actually switch on the TV, start watching things, and they just their their comment to me was, "Oh my God, the world has gone mad." <laughs> the, Guys, the... okay, I'm gonna have to. Um, I've got, I've got a couple go. of things to do. I'm um, I'm still gonna listen to you. I'm just gonna put you on. And yep. um, but yeah, so I'm gonna. I've got to go and do something. No, no so... problem, no problem. For those wondering okay. what Sean's all about, Sean's actually working. When we talk about him being an absolute trooper, not only does he go watch terrible films for the podcast, he also is helping to get not not just one school, but many schools on the Isle of Wight ready to receive their new bunch of students coming in <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So we're in a Zoom call, and what we can see is Sean in essentially like sort of caretaker's palace. And now he's walking along around. He's got himself a walkie-talkie. Got his he's mic going up and down with him, yeah okay yeah. okay so sean we'll speak to you later <laughs> you will later. yeah and i'll tell you i'll tell you about blackout next week yeah blackout next week all right bye bye 
And so with that, this, you know, Sharon, this could be the shortest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> I think, well, we're going to be, <laughs> we may this get could... it done in one Zoom session. Like, how might, about that? <laughs> we might get it done in one Zoom session. So, it, I mean, it's, um, yeah, we were going to, we, I was, we might, I was trying to get an interview in because I think I'm still going to keep doing the interviews, but yes. I couldn't get that sorted out for this week. So this might be the shortest one ever. But you know what? I think we just take the win. We take the win and we go. So now you go on to talk to us, tell us about killing season, killing season, yeah. and you can have the ten minutes or so that port that oh, Sean didn't use. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. so, uh, so, okay. uh, killing season. Go. This is a 2013 film uh, that. And starring Robert De Niro and John Travolta, that my brother came across on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So it's available to watch as a part of your Amazon membership. And I basically just didn't leave the room when it was on. So I'll tell you what it's about. It is basically, it's set just after the Serbian conflict. Robert De Niro is a retired military man he was an officer in the united states forces who has been as part he was one of the un forces in the the bosnian serbian you know that the the former yugoslavian conflict yeah, that yeah. bubbled up for years and yeah. they were those conflicts were known for their atrocities yeah and in particular in these villages where people had been living side by side, sort of Muslims and non-Muslims living side by side for years. And then when this conflict erupted, they basically, both sides did the most appalling things to each other. Yeah. And you have, he's, um, Robert Dino is a soldier who came in and encountered one of these villages where they had all the young men and had been massacred and some of the women had been brutalized and there had just been this atrocity and their squad of men basically executed some of the opposing soldiers yeah. they found this sort of like stormtroopers effectively using a different wars pattern but there were these sort of like elite fighting force of the other side and it's hard to know who was you know, which side is who's who but yeah. there were Serbs, and he basically they see this sort of the aftermath of they see this village and what's happened to it and they see the men responsible. They thought, there's no time for um, arrest and war crimes in this situation. We're just going to get rid of them. And so yeah. he basically, they kill all of them. And one man gets, he gets shot, but it doesn't kill him. They didn't realise at the time, but he isn't killed. And that man is John Travolta. And then 10 years after this conflict ends, he goes, he finds out about who the men were in these the American soldiers, who they were that led this that caused the death of his own men and he goes and tracks him down and then they they have this sort of one-on-one -on -one pitched um pitched battle in some ways they start off by he pretends to be a hitchhiker who's got lost in the mountains robert de niro lives in like the appalachian mountains in this isolated little homestead and he spends his time sort of hunting and shooting and living basically completely off grid. And yeah. then John Travolta is like this man saying, oh, yeah, I'm just hiking in the Appalachian Trail. And and he goes and Robert De Niro sort of meets him. They encounter each other. He doesn't know that it's all a setup. And then as the day goes on, sort of like there's this little cat and mouse begins where they start. Um, it just turns into this this battle of wits to see how they can outlive, how can outfight and outfox each other. And yeah. they sort of each to get the upper hand at different points where they get each gets hurt each gets wounded and it sort of culminates in these big confrontations so where, it's like a one-on-one -on -one thing in the wilderness kind of thing yes in the wilderness where they're both you know 
hacking chunks out of each other. Oh, one yeah. gets dropped with an arrow, the other one gets almost hum, hamstrung, and they, yeah, they they basically um, blame each other for all the ills of the previous conflict. Yeah. That, and they sort of, yeah, it does reach a sort of conclusion at the end. Well, well yeah, so, you, you, you would hope so. <laughs> yeah. So it does build up. So there's this ever increasing sort of unpleasantness where they are. They do just basically talk to each other at different points where each one gets this sort of upper hand. And yeah, they sort of, and truths are revealed about the nature of warfare and the nature of the consequences of warfare. So it's trying to be deep, but it's also quite brutal at the same time. It sounds a little bit like um, there was a film with Toshiro Mufune and Lee Marvin directed by John yes. Mormon, something in the Pacific. Hell in the Pacific? Yeah, I think, yeah, that's it. Hell in the Pacific. Where it's essentially these two men during World War II who end up on this island. And one of them is Japanese, yes. one of them is American. And then they're the only two on there. And it sounds like, you know, how they start circling yeah. each other and trying to make life hell for each other. Yeah. And they both end up refighting their their war, their, their war of the Pacific, whereas yeah. Yeah, this is like they're refighting the Serbian war. And yes, I think they both come to like, that, you know, war is hell. And there are there are no victors in war where there's all such brutality is involved. Yeah. So I think it it tries to sort of have a sort of worthiness about it. Worthiness about it. It tries to go a bit deeper, but I think all the unpleasantness of like the way they talk to each other and you know sort of do all sort of horrible things that makes you think. You're actually yeah, <laughs> you're well, trying it's... to say war is hell, but then you're saying, hey, but it's also quite fun to watch people shooting each other and yeah. being nasty to each other. And yeah. so they're sending out this slightly mixed message. So it was actually, they both do their parts well. I mean, I know Robert De Niro, he, he can be very good. And then he suddenly does these comedies where you think, is this the man who was like the world's greatest <laughs> actor <laughs> of his generation? And so he, he, but he does, he does deliver well. You can, he's convincing as this sort of hardened man who's like tired of engaging with people. So he's withdrawn into the wilderness because that's the way he copes with, he regards everyone as being, you know, at the basically, you know, yeah. rotten to the core. So he, he deals with humanity's rottenness by withdrawing from it. And then John Travolta is like this man who has been, who's brutalized himself. And so he becomes a bit of a brute. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they both play their parts very well. And again, John Travolta, he's one of these people who you forget that, you know, Saturday Night Fever was very edgy, was very dark and was yeah. very yeah, a I powerful re- performance. I remember I remember when I finally watched Saturday Night Fever after all the whole things about Bee Gees and all that. And I remember yeah. being, I was like, whoa, whoa. This is whoa. not a dance film. <laughs> whoa. You mean this is not a musical? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Yeah, it's, and it's not even about the dancing, is it? That's no, it really, really isn't. It really is. <laughs> no, so you know, you forget that that these are two these these two men in their own way were like powerhouses of their generation. You know, John Travolta, yeah. when he started off, was this powerful dramatic actor, yeah, and he, but they so is, they yeah. both, and then he sort of did sort of you know again he's done some bizarre choices over the years, but yeah, so Battle this took them back. Earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, look at my dress. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah they all have the yeah they but they showed their acting chops in this i think they're john travolta maintains this sort of serbian-esque accent all the way through I'm not very au fait with that with that this, the real serbian accent so i can't critique it but he maintained it he maintained 
So they both maintained the characters and were convincing in their own way. Yeah. So can't fault the performances. But yes, I just felt a little bit of the mixed messages. So as a film that I'd never heard anything about before, an old film, you know, 2013. Yeah. And I wouldn't have chosen to watch it had I had control of the remote control that evening. Uh, but, you know, I watched it and it was, yeah, it was a reasonable night's entertainment, but slight mixed messages in the delivery of their um, anti-war sentiment. So, so I would I... probably give it a three. All right, cool. That's a three. And, um, well, seeing as we only have two on each side, it shouldn't be that much of a shock who has won this <laughs> week. Sharon, who do you think has won this week, Netflix or Cinema? <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't everything get a three? Oh, no. Okay, oh, uh, yes, I think Cinema pipped it because of um, the zombies from Belgium. Uh, that, um, that was Netflix. Failed. That was Netflix. Oh wow! Then it was actually cinema that won. No, 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 no. The, no, the zombies from the zombies from Netflix. Oh, the zombies from Netflix. Oh, I'm sorry. Spree got the one, and the zombies from Belgium got. Yes, I've got my. It's Netflix and and others as a winner this week. We got there in the end. There's, as there's only two choices. It had to yes. be one or the other. <laughs> yes. Netflix and Not Friends. Not that complicated, is it? <laughs> ne Netflix and Friends. Our money is better spent Netflix and Friends. Although, as I said, <laughs> Tenet, Tenet, I don't know, it might be a three. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, essentially, anybody who's listening to this, go watch Tenet. Go watch Tenet and then come in. I would love to do it. I'd love to do a spoiler podcast. It could be like a three-hour thing. Why people try and dis just to try and decide? Okay, what exactly is the film about? What is it about? <laughs> what so happens I was very there? late coming to Inception because I I'd heard all the hype and I thought oh, I just don't know that I can be bothered. And then when I actually watched it, I thought I I really liked it. I thought it was very good. No, yeah. so I was again. I was I was going to see this thinking, oh, yes, I'll definitely go and see Tenet. And then when I saw the trailer, I thought, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't understand the trailer. <laughs> it, it, uh, okay, don't don't go and see this film. It, well, the truth is that when it comes Christopher Nolan movies, the trailers, they don't they don't give you much. The all the all his trailers do is tell you it's going to be a spectacle. We're gonna say a couple of words, you're not gonna understand it, and then there's gonna be usually a Hans Zimmer score that goes and that's 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 a Christopher Nolan trailer. So yeah. you don't really know until you go see the film. Now, Inception is really good, but the thing is, the first time I watched Inception, I was fine with it. I did not understand when people were saying it was confusing. I was like, no, it was pretty straightforward to me. Yeah. Same same thing with the Matrix. I saw the Matrix and I thought I'm fine with it. It's I, I it's straightforward. But if you had trouble watching the Matrix and making that make sense, if you had trouble watching Inception and having that make sense, you are going to struggle with tenets. <laughs> Don't go see this film if you're tired. Don't go see this film if you are anything less than in tip-top because it will tax your brain and you will wonder what the heck is going yeah. on. And it, you, it, it's, it has this horror... It, oh, it's, it can be a little bit horrible feeling about it where it feels a little bit like it definitely makes sense. It's just that I'm too dumb to understand it. And the person, <laughs> the person who's telling me this story is just so smart. So, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna accept that it makes sense because whoever's telling me this is, is, it must be so much smarter than me. He must be like a physics professor or something like that. So much so that a friend of mine, who is a, he's a, well, he, he, he was a junior professor at one point, an assistant professor, and he, he is a physicist. And I was like, okay, you need to go watch this film and tell me if it makes sense. <laughs> because 
because they talk about things that I'm sure that for you as a physicist, you'll just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a well-known physics. I get that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That's a well-known <laughs> physics theory. I'm just kind of like, and they have all these terms like, oh, that's inverted. That's this. That's that. Oh, well, there's a scene where they have, there's a scene where they have a big, massive battle that is happening both forwards and backwards at the same time. Oh, oh no. <laughs> there is oh, not yeah. enough pick and mix in the world, I think, to make heads and tail of that. <laughs> honestly, honestly. I, 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 I really, really, really like this about Christopher Nolan, that he is not afraid to do things like this. He's not afraid to do things like this. Like, everyone's going to be sitting down there scratching their heads. He's like, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I actually, I respect that. I have to admit, I respect that. So yeah, Tenet, I gave it three. I will go watch it again and maybe next week it will be a four or five even. I don't know. <laughs> but, but but it's a film that I'm, I was watching going, I can see where he wants here. People are going to have to watch this more than once to figure out what the heck is happening. And on the topics of Americans doing European accents, there's a film on Amazon Prime that I think I would I quite like to see what you think about it called How to Build a Girl that I started watching. Okay. Ba- I've seen the- that. I've seen yes. the, tr- the, the thumbnail. Yeah, it's based on the Caitlin Moran book, How to Build a Girl. But it is also, it stars Beanie Felstead as a girl from Wolverhampton. So, oh, that's an interesting accent to try to do. It is, it is, and seeing as that's not that far from me, I'm watching it going. Oh, I don't know about this, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, until next week, until next week when we will watch something. I might watch Tenet again. I might watch Tenet every single day until then to try and figure out what's going on. But I know I'm definitely going to watch the New Mutants in cinema because it's a preview screening, and I've been waiting like three years for this film. It's okay. a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye for me. And Sean might not hear us. He might be off. I think it's about. I'll just say for. And it's a goodbye from Sean. Thank you very much for joining us on our shortest ever episode. Yay. (laughs)